on today's episode of the Digging In Podcast, we look at the story of Boaz. everybody in the Digging In family, welcome back to another episode of the Digging In podcast. You're on episode 20, you are closing in on the third week of this incredible study, and you are looking at part two of the story of Ruth. This episode is going to be pretty short in all reality because we've already done a lot of the background work, and so now we just get to zoom in on the story of Boaz inside the story of Ruth. So without further ado, if you have not already, go ahead and read Ruth 1 through 4. Really focus on the character of Boaz. I'd love it if you guys wanted to read it again, but if you already read it and you don't have enough time to read it this morning, that's okay as long as you remember the details of the entire story. But while you're doing that, go ahead and grab your Bible, your pen, and some paper, and then we're going to pray and jump straight in. God, thank you so much for bringing us together today to allow us to fix our eyes on you. Every single day, I feel like I pray for the same exact things, but that's totally fine, God, because at the end of the day, what we want is our eyes fixed on you. We need to set aside time in our daily lives because in the ever-changing world around us, it's so easy for us to look left and right and up and down to try to find some sort of happiness, some sort of peace, some sort of joy, some sort of purpose. But in reality, God, all of those things can only be found in you. So God, I pray today, I, I beg today that every single person listening to this podcast would have a chance to know you more. And in knowing you more, would fall deeper in love with you. And falling deeper in love with you, that they would realize how much they need you and how much you want us. We love you so much, God. Thank you for everything you do. In your name, amen. All right. So the story of Boaz is within the story of Ruth. And the two of them together are perhaps one of the most perfect images of marriage that we have seen up to this point. So let's go ahead and just dive straight into it. So we meet Boaz in in Ruth chapter 2. And the first thing we read about Boaz is that he is a relative of Naomi's late husband. So somewhere, some kind of relative, which means that at some level, he will be able to participate in the Israelite traditions of family members taking over uh, a certain family to help them and, and to let them kind of be able to get back on their feet. And so uh, they, they think to themselves, Naomi and Ruth think to themselves, all right, well, we'll just go see Boaz. And, and then what we read is that when Naomi uh, comes up with the plan for her uh daughter-in-law to be able to go and get food from Boaz's land, uh, we actually read the initial kind of description of who Boaz is. If, you, if you're looking for that, uh, read chapter, or, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man who was in charge of the reapers, who Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers began to describe the young Moabite woman named 
Ruth. And so what we read right off the bat is really interesting. Uh, the guy is coming from Bethlehem. So he's, he's left the village and he's coming out to his fields, the fields that he owns. And in that, uh, he walks straight into the fields and he says, may the Lord bless you, all of you. To the reapers, the people working his field. Now, this may not seem too crazy right off the bat, but let me just express to you, uh, when people had other people working in their field, the, the natural um, thought was probably not to go out there and tell them, you know, may the Lord bless you. It was, hey, how are you doing? You know, or like, or even worse, or probably, probably more uh, normally, hey, how's it coming? You know, how's your work going? How far along are you? But instead, what, what this Boaz does is he comes out to these people who are working his land and instead of just checking in on them or micromanaging them, he looks at them and says, may the Lord bless you. I mean, like, guys, isn't that amazing? May the Lord be with you. It's just a, it's a really cool interaction. And then he gets to talk to the guy who's in charge. And, and it's not a conversation of, uh, of anything other than, hey, just give me some facts and information, you know? Let me know what's going on. And then he trusts the word of this guy. And, and so he, the way that he relates to people right off the bat is it seems caring. It seems considerably nicer than maybe other uh, you know, masters and servant relationships really work. And then we run into that interaction uh, in the middle of chapter two between Boaz himself and Ruth. And, and what we read about Boaz in that moment, like I, like I mentioned in the last episode, is that Boaz approaches this woman he doesn't know and approaches her with like a longing, a, a love that is undeniably present in front of all of this. Like it's, it's a love that's on full display, even though he doesn't even know her. And he says, no, 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 stay here. Don't choose any other field. I want you to stay in my field. Pick what you need. And if you get thirsty, actually go take my water. Do whatever you need to do. Because you are loyal to Naomi. You are faithful to God. May the Lord bless you and repay you for all that you've done in caring for this woman. And in fact, you know what? When you're done here, come have some dinner with me. And that's exactly what happened. And it's just this beautiful, beautiful interaction of a man talking with a woman in a way that just totally defies every understanding of Jewish culture. And I want to explain that a little bit, but I I don't want to go into too much depth here. I'll just explain this to you. A man of power rarely addressed a woman at all. And, and there were certain circumstances which this might actually happen, but most of the time, a, a man of power and wealth, you know, who owned servants and fields and land and all that kind of stuff, they wouldn't be seen really talking with a woman face to face, talking with a woman, and let alone talking with a woman in this loving and caring manner. Guys, this far exceeds any expectations. And, and so Boaz is, is just loving and, and amazing. And then we read in chapter 3, we read about an, another instance where, where Ruth comes back to the field. And not only that, not only does, he, does she come back to his field, but it's kind of a moment of almost kind of a seduction. It, it, it seems almost like that. It seems like a moment where she's laying next to him, basically saying, hey, I'm single and I'm available if you want to, uh, you know, start dating, maybe get married. You know, I'm, I, don't, I don't know if how that, that's how that conversation went, but basically saying like, I'm, I'm, I'm yours. If you want me to be your wife, I'll, I'll do it. 
you know, and, and he, instead of taking advantage of the moment, using his power and his wealth to take advantage of this young woman, he respectfully looks at her and says, I do care about you as well. And I hear that you are single, but we're going to abide by religious traditions and we're going to follow the laws. And this is so crazy because this is a faithfulness that far exceeds desire, In this moment, he may have desired to be able to marry this woman. He may have desired to actually go further than just marriage with this woman and and sleep with her. But guys, notice that his desires don't even seem to be mentioned because in this moment, he is more concerned with being faithful to the laws that were set in place to abide by these laws and abide by his faith that he won't even let his desires speak louder in this moment. And so he lets the traditions of being an actual redeemer, someone who cares for this family, but does it by making sure that he is the next of kin, the next in line officially before taking over the responsibility. So he goes and he goes through the town and he he ends up asking around and finding this person, really doing his research and digging to make sure that he was being faithful to those laws, faithful to the Jewish faith. And once he finds this person, he, he doesn't actually, you know, hide any of the facts. He doesn't, he comes out and just is completely honest, completely truthful, tells it how it is. This is the situation and you can marry this woman if you so choose. And this man says, no. And Boaz says, wow, how, how amazing is this? And in front of all these people, in front of every single person there, all these witnesses, he says, she will be my wife. So they get married and then they have a kid and they name this kid and it's all that stuff that I talked about in the last episode. Um, But I really want you guys to focus on this one little part here. Verse 14, then the woman, women said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer. May his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life, a nourisher of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to him than seven sons has given birth to him. Then Naomi took that child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. And the women of the neighborhood gave him a name saying, a son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. And so what we read there is not only did the faithful and amazing and super awesome character of Boaz redeem Ruth and bring her from her lowly place and marry her and and give her a child, but then he also, through this whole entire process, was able to redeem and restore Naomi. It's so crazy because it was that Ruth, it was Ruth's loyalty and Ruth's love of Naomi that compelled her to care for her. And then that loyalty opened up the eyes of Boaz because Boaz saw the loyalty, was engaged by the loyalty and said, this is, this is amazing. No one does this. And then in doing that, he was in love with Ruth, and then he became even loyal to Naomi as well by saying, I will redeem Ruth, and I by doing that, I will redeem you, Naomi. Her loyalty for you has sparked my love and loyalty for you. Guys, the character of Boaz is fantastic, a man of immense wealth, still yet loving and caring, respectful and kind, loyal and faithful to God. So what is the lesson of Boaz? The lesson is this. No matter who you are, 
No matter what you've experienced, no matter how great your riches are, whether they be actual literal riches that you are, you are doing well financially or it's that you are full of pride and love for yourself, whatever it is, all of that is nothing in comparison to the way you love God. Every one of his responses, every one of Boaz's responses was rooted first in the Lord, was rooted first in his faith in God. He wasn't able to redeem or restore or provide any source of goodness to Ruth and Naomi without being a faithful servant of God. And so here we are again at the topic and the theme of faithfulness. How important is this? How important is it that you would throw off everything in the world, all the identities that the world gives you, all the materials and physical things that the world gives you? You throw it off because you want your faith to be bigger and stronger and more important than anything else in the world. We return to faithfulness because that's where God urges us to come back to. All God wants from us, guys, all God has ever wanted from us is to look at him and remember all that he has done so that we can be sure that right now he is doing things and that be positive that in the future he will do amazing things and he will do all those things for the glory of his name and for the good of his people. And all he asks of us is to believe that that is true. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Digging In Podcast Lessons From series. Join us next time as we close out these seven days with a look at one major theme of the last few days.